And welcome back to Edric Poonin Company, the podcast where anybody can inspire everybody. I'm Edric, your host of the Epic Podcast, and joining us this week is Mr. Jason Guan, co-founder of the food service distributor Four Melons. Jason is going to share his story of how he's transitioned careers from military to corporate and now running his own business in online food distribution. So it's all about resilience and adaptability in this week's episode of Edric Poonin Company. Let's get started. Hello, my man, Jason Guan. Hey, welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, here's my good friend, Jason Guan, a.k.a. Jace, a.k.a. one of the four melons. What's happening, my brother? Welcome to four melons. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wrong show, my brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so anyway, for, hey, Jason, so yeah. no problem. More than happy to. Now, uh, before we go on, you know, so uh, how, how's everything been? I mean, uh, right now you're in online distributions. You have done your own live shows and you also have your own online hosts. So right. um, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about what Four Melons is all about. Okay, so what Four Melons is about. Okay, when we first started, Four Melons is an online e-commerce platform where we want to focus on uh, selling frozen food to the viewers. Bring all these... Um, out of the market food that means we are going to source for exotic uh, food you know, things that are not easily available in the supermarket so bring it to their doorstep at the convenience of their home so they just view our live show and then just place orders and stuff like that we try to make it as uh, entertaining as possible so that you know you not only enjoy buying things online but you also get to uh, enjoy watching us <laughs> So what's this thing about exotic meats or, or rare foods? I mean, what are we looking at? Kangaroo tail, uh, emu meats? Are we looking at, you know, uh, I don't know, alligator foot? What, 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 okay. what do you normally bring in? A anything that is uh, approved by SFA, you know, NEA, whatever authority that, that requires approval that is uh, legit and obli obliging to the rules and regulation of Singapore, we will be able to bring it in. We're going to sauce. Right. We're going to sauce and bring it in. Uh, and what's also, your pick for this season? Sorry. And so, what's your pick for this season? Wow, this is hard to say now because um, <laughs> our suppliers also will come to us and tell us that hey, now I have this, this, this. For example, there was once we brought in uh, not only meat but uh, a yellow dragon fruit for Ecuador. Uh, which is wow. not commonly available in Singapore. So we put it in, sold out within one show because we only have limited amounts and it's not cheap also. But mm -hmm. viewers are willing to pay because they have not tried it before. So they, they will buy. Then we also have repeat orders and stuff like that. Okay, great, uh, great, great. Now, we, uh, so if you're very, very keen uh, to getting all these products, right, please visit, uh, take a look at the ticker down below. There's a website for you to go and make your orders. Check it out. Uh, lots of uh, interesting foods that you can get. So do support local. All right, Four Melons is here to serve and to entertain. Now, uh, moving on, uh, Jason, uh, uh, moving from Four Melons, let's go back in time a little bit. I mean, you and I, we, we met each other through the army, but I never really heard your backstory. So mm -hmm. I would love to find out a little bit more about you, right? So uh, how you got started, all right? I think this is a little bit more uh, interesting for me personally, uh, knowing that, let's say, for example, you've moved, you've transitioned careers from military to uh, corporate, and now 
uh, into your own online business. But what was your first, let's say, part-time job? When did you start and what did you do first, if Whoa. you could remember? Okay, my first We're part-time not that job started, <laughs> started when I was 14 years old, Burger mm. King. <laughs> and that was that was my first part part time first part time. You no, know, after school, then after that, go back change and then go to the outlet. It, I still remember it was at uh Thompson Plaza. Last time you still call it Thompson Plaza where the old Yao Han was. There's a Burger yes. King, I, I think where the popular is now the popular bookstore is now. If I'm not wrong, Quite yeah. The throwback. Yeah. Then from that, when that was my first. Uh, when I was 16, that was the time where I entered the entertainment industry. I was uh, part-timing at a, an events company. So mainly, uh, we were doing a lot of setup for D&D, awards night, you know, all this stuff like that. So it was an eye-opener. And that was how I got all excited about events management, marketing, mm. and stuff like that. So right. after that is... After that, yeah, soon after that was army already. Right, right, right. Mm. And then after the army, I mean, uh, first off, why did you decide to sign on? Oh, why? Well, I can say that at an age that was about, if I'm not wrong, 19, 19 years old. In 19 or 20 years old. Yeah, we came out from poly. Yeah. I signed on during my BMT. Mm. No, during OCS. I signed on during OCS. After the service term that I signed on because I didn't know what I want to do after I leave the army and then I got all influenced by my peers and instructors about how good army is so I decided to sign on but if you ask me uh, even till date you give it a choice again to rewind I would still sign on and in fact I might take up the uh, 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 the long-term contract that means to serve till 55 years old I might mm-hmm. I might even consider going there because it has always been my passion to be in army <laughs> okay so whoever's in the SAF and if you happen to be listening uh, give this man a contract uh. Uh, too already too already <laughs> uh, it's never too, late, uh, never too late never too late anyway so uh, when we left the army I mean uh, exactly the same as you uh, when mm. when the recruitment officer came in and you know we started having that thing after BMT you know they gave that mm-hmm. that talk right they gave they pitched the idea of oh you know do right. your nation some good and, and benefit yourself as well when I signed on exactly the same thing I didn't know what I wanted in life I didn't I was mm-hmm. absolutely clueless about the direction and uh, eventually but uh, eventually you know we just went on and uh, kind of felt as though yes we're learning something the only thing I like I-, I felt that I really liked during that time was the maturity to understand what I was doing and what mm-hmm. I was thinking and right. what I was learning um, I mean did you face a similar issue as well yeah yes yes <laughs> during that time but looking back right what do you think were the greatest things that you actually picked up uh, in the army now that you look back well a lot a lot even to date, how I manage my daily routine, how I manage my businesses, is based on the trainings I had in the army. That means in terms of discipline, mm. punctuality, ethics, and all this. All these values, uh, in fact, follow me all the way, when, even after I left the army, till today. And that was how it got me going through my daily uh, life, my work, even when I was an employee and stuff like that till now. And 
in fact, this is what I instill and pass on to my kids also. Mm. Uh, this I, I took I took a lot of uh, learning lessons back back from the army away, and then uh to, to put it into whatever I'm doing. So that's how it got me to today, because of the determination, the discipline, every day, what the things I need to fulfill. I need to do my to-do list. I must finish. If I don't finish, I cannot sleep <laughs> and stuff like that. And punctuality. All this, it all comes back. So actually, I'm very grateful for the SAF for training me to be in such a, to become such a good man. <laughs> well, you are succeeding in life. That's for sure. I mean, if, uh, you know, whenever I'm looking at your Instagram and all this, you're always, number one, you're with kids or you're talking about your business and how you're doing things you know, and the way you approach all this, right? It's it's fantastic. I mean, you, you really do put the human touch in a lot of things that you do. One of the biggest challenges for us, right? Leaving the army. Uh, like for me, I, I just went to school. I, I did mm-hmm. part-time coaching and then I did uh, part-time studies, you know, just to kind of figure out my bearings. On your end, right? What was the biggest challenge for you uh, transiting, right? Between, um, careers in the industry. So after military, what did you do? I remember you were into corporate, you were into events and all this, but what Correct. were you doing at the time? Okay, after after I left the army, I was with uh, Kingsman Creative, uh, the, one of the biggest events mm. exhibition company in Singapore. So I was a uh, project executive back then. Um, basically, it's uh, managing our projects like, 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 how do you call that? Making sure that my projects hit meet the timeline, all this kind of thing. It was, uh, how should I put it? Well, it, it is a very new industry for me, but in terms of workflow, it is similar to what we used to do in the army. That means we plan, we execute, we ensure we meet the timeline and stuff like that. So, in terms of getting my hands on and adapting to what the new industry is about, it didn't take me very long. To adapt. So I quite enjoy what I was doing also because the exposure is to- totally different. I meet all kinds of people, you know, from carpenters to uh, metal workers to even bosses or CEOs of companies and stuff like that. So it was an eye-opener. In fact, I was also involved in the very first F1 uh, Grand Prix in Singapore. So it is fun. It is fun, but tiring because you don't have that kind of luxury like what you used to have. I call it luxury uh, like, because in the army, like, every day we wake up at about 5 plus 6, we go for our run, uh, we do our workout, keep fit and all this kind of thing. But when we start working in the corporate world, uh, it's very hard to maintain a healthy lifestyle mm. because there's no end to your work, you see. So after that, you transited into, I, I think you were with a, um, a sports brand, uh, which was also very much in promotion and the events in itself. Yes, but eventually, think. right, what led you from this to uh, starting your own business? What was the mindset there? Why did you decide okay. to just go and start your own business when you had some stability? Okay. I've been with MNCs. I've been with, with, I've been with SMEs. Uh, but throughout the whole journey, it was just work. I mean, you can put it in such a way, uh, in a way that I just work to make sure that I get paid at the end of the month. But even if I don't perform to my 100%, I'll still get paid. There was no goal in life. There was no uh, 
motivation for there's no drive no motivation to push me forward that's when i decided that eh, it is time for me to actually step out from my comfort zone to start something which i can call my own my own brand you know things um things that i do that i'm passionate about that can actually bring me my uh my 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 income and stuff like that so that's where i decided to step out and try you know then with uh the support of a good few good partners and stuff like that question is why how did you identify this space i mean first off you were thinking online um and this was during covid right correct um so why food distribution uh especially during an online space when everybody was doing it at the same time the, wh- why this okay why this uh why the online space okay this had to go way back how um the four manners came about that means me uh me and my three other partners we got to know each other actually during the circuit breaker through a fmb establishment then there's where we realized that hey, all of us have this passion about food not only about cooking but also about how to get our hands on different types of uh, products and and of course at a cheaper price and stuff like that so that's where we start we, we thought of hey then why not let's start something online you know to do uh, food distribution since we have the available equipments so we have a, a full production house that is with us and we have all the the, the cameras and stuff like that we have a space and all so I was like eh, okay let's try that let's do something online and uh initially i wasn't supposed to be one of the hosts <laughs> then after that, i told him that eh, how about that let, let's save some costs then we go up uh if you have watched our show I, uh, we have two male, two male hosts and one female host. So me and myself and John. John is also one of uh, one of the melons, and uh, with Carrie. Carrie is one of our very good friend. She is actually helping us to host the show because we feel that a hey, you need, you need to have a bender, uh, I call it balance of gender. You know the yin and the yang, to make the show balance up. And. Uh, Going online and doing food distribution was just a initial step. The first milestone for us. Um, we want to showcase to everyone that not only we are able to get the type of food that they want, uh, we also want to showcase that the capability of our production house, how we can produce live, live show and what are the equipments that we have and uh, software that we have and how experienced our technical guys are to do up this kind of live show. Uh, in fact, uh, I think I can share it online also. Uh, we are actually transiting uh, towards more of production now for the business uh, direction. Hmm. So what we are doing now is uh, we, are, we are actually beginning to expand our production and uh, advertising arm so that we can extend our service to a wider range of uh, clients and viewers. Food mm. distribution, we will still go on, uh, but we will, we will focus a bit more on production. And our production side is um, more on making videos and doing marketing uh, campaign and stuff like that. Our target audience will be SME and of course, uh, some of the f- majority will be going towards the hawkers in food, food, food centers and all this right. stuff. Food store owners, 
because you realize that a lot of them they want to have social media presence because mm. that's the way to go lah. Currently now in this situation, they, they, you you don't only appear on uh certain food uh apps, but you want to really have your own Facebook page, your own Instagram page, so that people will come all the way from Jurong to Amokyo to buy your food and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, and of course, all these hawkers will not be able to uh, how should I put it? They will not have that kind of budget for mm. a full bloom production from a production house that will cost tens of thousands of dollars. So we are sizing it down to a bite-sized package where it is uh, just nice for their appetite. Something they can absorb and yet get the kind of publicity they want. So it's our, also a way of giving back to the society. Lah. Uh, and that's a great that's a great idea and how you're actually going down to the ground right to be able to do this using the assets that you have and really yes. working it with such a good audience the business model that you're looking at sounds like a, a, a volume game you know considering yes, yes. that it's uh, low margin but of course you, right. you must have a high volume right but so right, from okay. online distribution you're building that channel up the next thing is of course you're building showcasing your uh capabilities right but uh, Ultimately, where is this going? Is this always going to be in food space? Because now I'm wondering, right, what is the big picture? What is the dream uh, that you have, right, for Four Melons? Well, actually, for Four Melons, we want to transform... Okay, the ultimate dream is uh, Four Melons itself will become a group holding where we will have the a food distribution arm, the production arm, and even the talent management arms, because we also have a pool of uh, talents that we have with us on our list. So uh, we don't want to restrict ourselves to just one type of, to, to one industry in specific. We want to have a few so that we can expand, expand uh, to other, other fields or so. That's explain why we chose the company name to be Four Melons. So it's, it can be, it can be dealing with food, but this, 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 it, it doesn't stop us from doing other things like four melons production, uh, so and so, you know, four melons talent management and all this. So it's, it's a very generic name for our company. So, end of the day, we, we really want to do a lot of things <laughs> as of now. Lah, for our plans, we really want to do a lot of things because we feel that we have the capability, we have the right person and we have the right uh the right resources so why waste it i love the fact that you got such a huge plan and a huge mm -hmm. dream step by step uh you're getting yep. there and it seems like you've already uh started the online space so where are you yes. at with this right now huh? for our online space no as in uh, your your overall plan where are you at with this right now Okay, so now we are we are we have completed so called we have completed phase phase one already. We are now transiting mm. to phase two. Initial phase one for four melons using the food distribution platform is to help build our brand, to let people uh, get to know us, to let people know that hey, to recognize the four melons brand and all this. It's more about branding and stuff like that. So now since we have completed phase one, we are actually transiting to phase two to to act on the second part of the business. 
Okay, okay, mm. okay. And um, out of all this, you know, the, the the journey that you've had so far, right? I really, really like to find out because I myself also uh, would mm. eventually like to start something up. So uh, for selfish reasons, right? <laughs> when starting this up, what did or didn't you expect? Uh? That means like uh, you, you have the plan, right? But what, yes. were, what were the things that didn't go <laughs> according to plan and you had to kind of like, oh, suck it up and just do it? Okay. Um, for my experience so far, okay, we uh, we are not a, a we are quite a fairly young startup, but from the day we started till now, I would say that nothing goes according to plan. Nothing, yeah. Uh, and this is one thing that the army taught me very well. You always have contingency plan. Okay, that's number one. Okay, because your if plan A fails, what what how are you gonna react? Is there gonna be a plan B or plan C? Okay, then uh. The second point would be situation awareness. How to react to problems like that. Because even for our live shows, at the very last minute, my tech guy can stand up and say that, hey, all your mics, no sound. How? <laughs> uh, then you have to reboot everything and all this, where we are supposed to start at 7.30, at 7.29, hey, no sound. So all this is all, um, uh, not, we are not able to, plan it in hand but we just have to move on brave the front anticipate things will sure cock up one. somewhere or somehow things will cock up so just get ready to face it now. face it positively very important in a business you need to be very positive even if you're not making money but if you believe in your business you will succeed now financials uh, of this whole thing, when starting up already, right? Was there an initial startup capital that you guys, you know, when you found your partners, um, essentially all of you said that, okay, this is the amount of money. How did you even start planning that for in terms of your production, your assets that you require? You know, how did you even look into that? When you first come together, the money issue, the financial issue is always a very touchy question. Uh, how much you want to come out, how much you should invest and stuff like that, who's going to be the major stakeholder. So if I'm going to uh, 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 invest 20% more than anybody, am I the major stakeholder and stuff like that. So it has to be a very clear cut. But ultimately, all your partners must have the same... Uh, direct, they're moving towards the same direction, meaning all of them have the same vision and same goal as you. So that everything is aligned, um, it will be easier. Uh, because some may tell you that, yeah, I don't have cash to invest, but I have equipment where I can bring into the company to use. I have experience to help the company move faster, progress faster. So all this contributes in a way or another. Then some, uh, some may go like, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know anything. Eh. I, I have a sum of money sitting in the bank now. I don't mind investing into this company. <laughs> Angel uh, investor. Yeah. So, so it, it, it is quite touchy, but you really have to sit down and, and go through a few rounds of discussion and stuff like that. But end of the day, if everybody is aligned, singing the same song and stuff like that, you, you will move and progress as it should be. Uh. 
Mm. <laughs> That's really very interesting, lah. You know, um, finding the partners. I've always found that finding partners who are that like-minded, right, is mm-hmm. really a godsend. You know, the yes. synchronicity in the whole thing, right? Like people all yes. of a sudden get together and, hey, yeah, you're right. We should do this. We should do this. Um, at the end of the day, right, uh, when you first started out, did you have to, um, let's say, for example, cut anybody? Because, you know, there are times whereby people are on board, but you kind of kind of sniff it out that they're only mm-hmm. 60% or 50% Correct. on board. You know, Correct. Did you have to cut anybody out in this process? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, in fact, one of our initial partner, uh, he had to he had to go because uh he has to take over his family business, mm. so he had no time to focus on uh four melons. So after a discussion with him and all this, we all felt that hey, okay, you know, since that, since you need to go, and because he, he needs to take over his family business, and he is also a business owner himself, so he has a lot of business running, and he has he has no time for us. So we felt that hey, instead of uh uh. uh you know, making yourself feel bad that you cannot contribute and stuff like that, why not you just take a step back first, you know, go get what, go get whatever you need to do, settle your family business and stuff like that, then end of the day, when you're ready, you can come back to us, then join us again. Mm. Because we feel that we don't want to help hold him back and we also don't want to be held back by him. Because it's, there's, it's always a teamwork that will help the company grow. Mm, okay. And what is also, right, um, I would say that so far, what do you think the biggest challenge, right, in your business has been so far? Uh, if you're talking about Four Melons food distribution in specific, uh, it yep. will be uh, the viewership in our Facebook show. Because mm. we, we are having, not say having problem, we always find it very, very difficult to understand the algorithm of uh, Facebook to get the right amount of uh, not say right amount to get the right viewers to come in. Okay. Yeah, because okay. we are targeting people who actually cook at home, or you know, or, or cook somewhere. Like some people who cook, so mm. they will buy our products and stuff like that. Uh, if the youngsters can come in to view also and stuff like that, but we are not we are still trying to figure out how to increase the viewership. Right. Of course, we can okay. go the easy way out by, by, by you know, buying fake fake viewers and stuff like that, but that's not what we mm. want, you see. Yep. No, I mean, we could try all sorts of things, right? SEO, SEM, your boosting of your posts correct, and all this, right? Correct, but, correct. So, I, I mean, let's talk viewership now. I, I think that's a great topic for us to also mm-hmm. discuss because uh, you and I are both in a similar boat, you know? Correct. Uh, I mean, of course, you're a lot more successful because people actually watch your show. You know, for mine, on the other hand, there's, you know, there's barely anybody, so that's fine. <laughs> so how, how does one go about building an audience? I, I think right now the the issue, I mean, do you find it that it's, it's an issue about the initial promotion, branding, or do you find that it's it's credibility and building your own community? What is it that, that is the, 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 the main issue that we must tackle to, become, to get to that next level? Well, actually what you have mentioned, right, it all falls into a package. Mm. Yeah, because uh, lacking of whatever you mentioned just now, either one one item, your your plan won't work. Because uh, first number one, your, your branding has to be there. Yep. Okay. If people don't know about four melons, nobody will know about four melons. Mm. Okay. Uh, going to the going into the right community, 
will serve you the right purpose. For example, for us, we also join a lot of uh, Facebook groups that is food-related or neighborhood-related, group buys-related and stuff like that so that we will be able to share our Facebook live uh, show in their group. Uh, whether it works or not, we don't know because you will know who view, who from that group view your Facebook live and stuff like that. But you never try, you never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all this, like your, 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 your marketing effort, you know, your Facebook uh, advertisement, your, your, your Instagram sponsorship ads and stuff like that. I think it all plays a part. It all plays a part. Then uh, I would say that the last 20 to 30% will depend on your luck. Luck. <laughs> yeah. Who picks it up? Huh? Yeah. yeah but- I, think, I think it all depends on your luck. Because whether you're lucky or not, people will actually mm. pick up and then come in to, to view. Right. Okay. Um. But on on your end, right? Uh. Do you find because I I mean I'm running a podcast, so this is on demand kind of a mm-hmm. model. Anybody can pick it up, and I've syndicated my stuff, mm-hmm. uh, across Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and all this, uh-huh. you see, and Spotify, and now it's on YouTube, so it's basically out there in perpetuity. Um. Uh-huh. But for yours, right? Because you're doing live streaming. Mm. Uh. How how do you go about like ensuring uh, that? Or, or determining that your time is considered prime time that anybody can watch mm-hmm. you know and uh, uh, how do you also build your own community those are the things that really I, I think is so crucial for your business uh, because at the end of the day it's your, it, they are your repeat customers right why right. is it that people go on Red Mart or Lazada or even visit NTUC on a regular mm-hmm. basis and they go to the same old stores over and over again but yours is a, an online space where there's a personal a concierge now who can tell mm. you about the product, who shows you the product and tell you that we are getting it from reliable sources, reliable distributors. Um, how are you? How do you plan to build this community up? Oh, this one, we have been working on it since day one. Mm. We've been working on it since day one. We are still, still trying to figure out uh, how we can actually capture that community uh, by improving the segment of our shows. Hmm. So if you notice, uh, we started to invite home chefs to come hmm. into our show to actually teach our viewers how to prepare simple meals and stuff like that. So from there, we are hoping that our viewers will start spreading uh, the words about Four Melons and, and coming together to form that particular community that we are targeting on and uh, in fact now uh, we are actually trying to switch more of our, our show towards target uh, to switch a bit to target the, the youngsters so of course eventually they will get mm. married they'll yeah. get old and start cooking and stuff like that to get them interested so that they may even come in as our co-hosts and stuff like that. You know, if they're interested, right. they can just email us. Yeah, I'm, I'm young, I'm bubbly, I can come in to join you as a co-host. I, I don't mind. We are our platform mm. is always available for them to come in and try and stuff like that. We want to keep it as friendly, as uh, relaxed as possible. It's not a very uh, corporate kind of uh, Facebook live show. Right. Whenever we're looking at building that particular business, right? How uh, is essentially 
what's the turnaround going to be like? And uh, you know, do you see this as a key revenue driver, or do you think that the other arms are going to be the key revenue drivers in this? Wow, this one is a commercial secret. Cannot say on. Okay, okay. Got. <laughs> All right, let's move on to a few of your own personal uh-huh. uh, uh, secrets and uh, routines. All right. Okay. So I would like to find out, right? Um, when during COVID, this was a really like um, a tough time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how do you deal? I mean, what was like those darker times like, and how did you deal with those down days? Ah, uh? oh. well. Life hasn't been very easy for me, I would say. So, it has uh, killed me to such a stage where I learned to be positive for at least 90% of 365 days. So, during my down days, uh, firstly, of course, my family, my wife, my two girls, they are the one that actually keeps me going. I mean, for, for any any father out there, I would say that uh, whatever you're working for now is actually for your loved ones at home. To, to, be, to be able to provide them the ideal life that you want to give to them. So my girls at home are the ones that keeps me going. So when it comes to work, the partners, the colleagues that I work with, and even my clients, my customer, my viewers, or people that I interact with, my friends from all over, they are the ones that will motivate me and, and, and say that, hey, don't worry. You know, things won't go that bad. You just have to ride the way, go through, follow the flow. Things will turn good. So even when I talk to, I talked to a lot of people before I started, started for minutes. I talked to a lot of people even before I step out to start my own business. But there was none that says that, no, you shouldn't do it now. There was none that says that, hey, you cannot make it one. All of them say that, hey, go, go and try. Don't give up. You know, build something that you call your own. Everybody gave me the, the confidence that I needed. So, so I would say that till date, even when things are not going well for the business, I still don't... I, the, the, the negativity will not set in. I'll even portray more positive vibes out. And I feel even more positive to say that, hey, this can be solved. Just have to calm myself down, think of a solution, get it done. Then after that, you'll be like, hey, okay, then can I? <laughs> life, life is short. La. Don't waste it. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. Now, uh, Jason, your your stories have been amazing, you know, and and wonderful. Lastly, right, I mean, from your own um, personal treasure trove of wisdom mm. that you bring to the table. Okay, mm. I would like to ask as well. Um, there are many people like myself who are always keen on starting a business. Um, what advice would you give somebody, especially during this time where we are so called in this world of new normal? Uh, mm-hmm. What would your advice be on starting a business, regardless of whatever industry or sector it will be? Well, uh, if you notice on my Instagram page, right, my, my, my personal Instagram page, the first hashtag that I have will be YOLO, Y-O-L-O. So why YOLO? You only live once. So to me, if you want to do something, 
start a business. Even like recently I started skateboarding. I even took lessons to go and learn how to skateboard at the age of 38. And then, you know, just go ahead and do it. Because I always tell myself, I don't want to leave this planet one day with a lot of regrets. Like, hey, I should have done this. I should have tried that. I should have this, should have that, should have this. No, I, I don't want that kind of feeling. I want to leave this planet feeling fulfilled. I have done what I wanted to do. I've, I've, I've tried whatever I want to do and things like that. So uh, my advice to anybody who's thinking of starting up a business, all kinds, any kind of trades, you know, as long as it's legit, uh, just do it. Do it now. You know, if not now, then when? Don't stop yourself from fulfilling your dreams. All right. Thank you so much. And with that, right, that marks the end of this interview. But there's one last segment that we always mm. do with our guests. So uh, as you said, just do it. We are going to be doing the epic questionnaire. Oh, no. This is a rapid <laughs> fire, a simple rapid fire game that we always play with all our guests. And uh -huh. with the epic questionnaire, uh, I, I ask the question, you answer it as quickly as you can. All right. Okay. So Jason Guan, are you ready? Okay. All right, Jason one with the epic questionnaire. Question number one. One word that you love the most. Uh respect. Respect. And one word that you dislike the most. Uh wait. W A I T. Okay, Ken. Uh, I was thinking W E I G H T. You know, that's <laughs> gonna be a problem for me. It must be all that beer. Anyway, if you could have a conversation with one person, fictional or non-fictional, dead or alive, who would that uh -huh. be? Barack Obama. Barack Obama. Okay. Uh, you you didn't see that coming from me, right? <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. Uh, yeah, but really, it's him. <laughs> All right. And uh, what, uh, sorry, what do you say to yourself in the mirror every morning? Well, okay. That's not what... Uh, okay, something that I say to myself, the first thing that I say to myself is actually not at the mirror. Mm. It's when my alarm sounds on my Facebook because that is the, 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 the phrase that I said when my alarm uh, rings, that face will appear on my, my, my handphone. It says, it's going to be a wonderful day today. Oof, so like that, that. Is, that is the reminder that has been reminding me for many, many years, uh, the first thing in the morning. Wow. I yeah. like that very, very yeah. much. Name one superpower that you'd like to have. X-ray eyes. Why? <laughs> Why? Huh? Why? So I can see through the mind of the person that I'm talking to, you know, so I can understand them faster. So that I will always be able to give them the perfect answer that they want so they buy into my, 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 my presentation. <laughs> I don't think that's got anything to do with x-rays, man. Oh, okay. That, that's actually, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I get what you mean. The ability yeah. to, read, to, to read minds and infer, uh, right? Okay. Also, x-ray, so, like x-ray. That's, that one's fine. That one's for separate. I don't know what else you want to see. Okay? okay. Now this one. All right. Favorite dish to eat. Uh, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Yes. Favorite travel spot or the next travel spot you want to go to once borders open up. Hawaii. Hawaii. Sweet. Yeah. Something in the arts that you've always wanted to do but have yet to do so. Uh, does, does hip hop dancing count? Yes, sure. <laughs> of course. Yeah, hip hop dancing. 
Hip hop. Okay, yeah. that is really really cool. Yeah. Hip hop dance. Nice. Yes. And to, le- uh, to, mm. to learn it together with my daughters. <laughs> that is very interesting. That uh-huh. is very interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, coincidentally, right? I've been actually trying to get Dylan to uh, get into combat sports a little bit. So it's mm-hmm. so it'll be an excuse for him and I uh, to go and do uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu together. Uh-huh. Or at least Muay Thai or something, you know. But he is into hip hop dance right now. Uh, so uh-huh. uh, I'll pass you the contacts later on if you'd be keen. Okay, okay, sure. I need, okay, I need. cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. And uh, next thing is, what does retirement look like to you? Well, retirement. Uh, hopefully, mm. I'll be able to have a, a property by the beach, uh, a very nice beach, which means it's not going to be in Singapore. <laughs> mm. Then, with my grandkids around me, and uh, my wife next to me, sipping red wine. Yeah, good enough idea. <laughs> okay. And how do you want to be remembered? What's your legacy? Whoa. Actually, I have not thought of that before. I have not thought of that before. Maybe I'm still, maybe I'll start working on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much uh, for joining us in this week's episode of the Epic Podcast with me and uh, Jason Guan, you know, from Four Melons. He's, uh, again, uh, I'm very, very honored to have a good friend uh, in Jason as well as him being able to come on board and support and share his story with uh, with us, with me, with you, with everybody else who is listening out there. So thank you so much once again, ladies and gentlemen, um, on this note, okay, this is the end of this week's episode. Thanks for watching. So remember, if you're on YouTube, Spotify, whatever, follow, subscribe, click like, comment, subscribe do your thing and we're on patreon as well so i'm expect i'm accepting all sorts of uh, uh memberships if we can because i need daddy needs a new rig okay so with that <laughs> thanks so much and we'll see you again next week bye everyone bye